Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dads Podcast. Hey, before we jump into the interview, whether you're a longtime listener or a first-time listener, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and I'm honored that you would choose this to listen to. Uh, in addition to that, thank you. I wanted to ask you two things. If you do like this episode or any of the other episodes you've listened to, could you leave a comment or a review or a rating? That would really mean a lot, and it really helps out the show a lot whether you're listening to it on iTunes or Spotify or Anchor or whatever platform, um, please take 20 to 30 seconds to leave a nice, honest review. And the second thing is that we can continue the conversation on Facebook and continue to connect and support each other over there in the Warrior Dads uh, private group. So um, if you're on Facebook, I'd really appreciate you to just you know click join and connect with other guys that are looking to become stronger, healthier, happier, better leaders, etc. Okay, let's jump into the interview. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in for another episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. Today I have Eddie Stewart joining me. Eddie is a 37-year-old who lives in Hueytown, Alabama and has been married to his high school sweetheart Natalie for 14 years. He has two boys, Henry and Charlie. He's been a firefighter and paramedic for 13 years and works for the city of Hueytown. He has also been a city finalist on American Ninja Warrior seasons 7 through 11. And the only reason he's not doing it this year is because of the lovely pandemic that we have going on. Eddie, thanks so much for coming on the Warrior Dads podcast. Eddie, thanks, Jim, for having me. I sure yeah, appreciate man. it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we can make this work. Um, so anything in the intro that you want uh, people to know about you? I think that pretty much covered a lot of stuff. You got Man, that's uh, lovely, that's about lovely. as uh, basic info <laughs> as you can get right there. <laughs> um, cool, man. So let's just start off with talking about, um, you know, what we were talking about just before we kind of came on about some of the American Ninja Warrior stuff. I'm just curious, what made you get into American Ninja Warrior? Because we, well, uh... we were introduced by we were introduced by somebody, um, one of my previous guests, Sean. And his reasoning for wanting to get into all the different stuff that he got into was very interesting to me. And I'm just kind of curious if it started as the same way, like a challenge or like, ah, just, I've never done that. I want to try it. So I'm just curious, what made you jump into that? Well, I don't quite know um, why Sean got into it, but um, <laughs> actually uh, I can't remember if that was his first year that he competed, but it was my first year in season seven that, that we met, we competed together in Orlando, uh, in season seven. But, um, yeah, I was, um, I was actually at the fire station one night and, uh, my wife gave me a call and said, Hey, are, are you watching American Ninja Warrior? And, and I said, uh, well, at the time I wasn't, but I turned it on there. And I think it was the night that, um, it might've been season six when, uh, I think Casey Catanzaro kind of made it up the warp wall or she, you know, she finished a, a qualifying round. Mm-hmm. She's like, she, you know, it, 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 you know, and encouraged my wife. She's like, Hey, you got to give that a shot. I was like, well, I mean, she, well, first she asked me if I have ever seen it. And I was like, well, I've been watching it for years. You know, it was on, it was called Sasuke and it originated in Japan. And so I've been watching it, 
you know, on G4 um, years ago. So oh, I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I knew all about it. So, I mean, I watched those guys like, oh, man, that'd be super cool to, to do something like that. So, yeah, I kind of kept up with it. And uh, and we got to watching it. She's like, you ought to try out for it. And I was like, well, heck, yeah, I think I will. I think I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you have quite so a, sure you have quite a bit of mass on you. And is that yeah. is that a lot more challenging for someone your size? Because how how tall are you? I'm I'm five ten. Okay. And uh, and you know my so you're average a lot weight, bigger than a lot of those guys that typically go on there. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I range from you know one ninety seven to two ten. I kind of fluctuate in there, and uh, generally the average weight is is you know one one forty to one sixty. You know one six one sixty is considered kind of heavy. Um, for some of the guys that do it. So yeah, me and, uh, there's a few of us that are kind of considered heavyweights, so to speak, but yeah, it, it, it makes <laughs> yeah. it, it makes it a little harder when you're, you know, throwing yourself around and, and catching, uh, 200 pounds, you know, with your, with your arms. It's, it's, it's a little more difficult when you, when you, when you're a little heavier. Mm-hmm. But getting on from seasons, uh, seven through 11, you gotta be doing something right. Well, I, yeah, something, something. I, uh, I got to work my tail off to get, to get ready for it but but yeah you know she said hey you got to give this a shot so i looked it up and and uh saw we got applied sending a submission video and you know and i had no idea what i was doing because i had never even completed i had never even done an obstacle before i didn't know uh you know if i you know where jim was and so uh sure enough man i sent in the video and and they gave me a call invited me on the show and so man i i I had to go to Orlando. So two weeks before I found a gym in Atlanta and man, I rushed down there two weeks before I had to be there and, and uh, did a few things to make sure that I wasn't going to look like an idiot out there. So. I mean, you got to yeah. already be in good shape with being a firefighter. I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously you train. I mean, how, how often do you train for just your job? Well, um, you know, I can't speak for all firefighters, but there's, you know, there's, you, um, me and a few of the guys there, man, we do try to stay in shape. And, uh, I mean, I usually, um, we're, you know, we always do some type of PT while we're, uh, when we're on duty and, um, uh, you know, we got a, we got a local gym that we can go to, uh, if we get a chance. And, uh, you know, besides that, a few of us, man, we'll meet at the gym, you know, even on our days off. So I, I generally you know, have equipment do- at the station. Uh, we've got a few things. We're not fortunate to have like a, and like an awesome drill tower, you know, where, uh, like some departments have, um, mm-hmm. one of our neighboring cities got a, got a cool little, uh, I guess PT field. They got a drill tire. They got some dummies. They got, you know, all kinds of stuff. They can kind of get out there and train. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunately we got just a few, just a few little knickknack things at the station. Um, but not a whole lot. So we kind of okay. have to make do, we gotta, we gotta make something up to uh yeah to get something going just get a tire and some sledgehammers and that's exactly like that. what that's exactly what we got we got a tire sledgehammers <laughs> you know we'll we'll put our scba on and and we got a little airdyne bike that we'll uh we'll get on sometimes but um generally oh, cool. we try to go out to the gym and we'll and we'll do something out there nice that's awesome and uh and and i mentioned it before but it's it's worth mentioning on air thanks for your service of of you know, risking your life every day and um, putting yourself out there. So I'm, I'm sure everybody in your town appreciates it too. Man, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it is rewarding. Uh, it's kind of rewarding and um, it's kind of a good and bad because, I, you know, I, I work for the city that I live in. 
And so um, for me, you know, sometimes I really hate having to respond to calls where it's somebody that I know, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's a wreck or someone's having some type of medical emergency at their home or, or, or you know, you know, God forbid a fire happened, but, um, yeah, uh, occasionally that does happen. And, and for me, I, I hate, I hate showing up in those circumstances for someone that I know, but to them, uh, it's kind of comforting because they see a familiar face and, uh, man, you know, if I can be, if I can be that for them, then, you know, that, uh, that's okay. Yeah. Is it that small of a town or you're just, you're just so popular? Well, <laughs> I'm, you know, people, you know, a little bit of both. They say I'm a celebrity, but I mean, I, I, I definitely don't consider myself that for sure. But, uh, I mean, our town is maybe, uh, maybe 15, 20,000 people in our city. So, and we have three fire departments or three stations, uh, in our, in our city. So, I mean, we're not a huge, we're not a, we're a real big city, but it, it's, I would, it's definitely a, a small town type atmosphere. Mm-hmm. What made you want to be a firefighter? Well, it, it kind of fell in my lap, to be honest with you. My, uh, I got, I went to university of Alabama, at Birmingham, UAB, and I got a degree in criminal justice. And, um, and I, really all my life, that's what I'd always wanted to be, uh, ever since I watched kindergarten cop, I wanted to be a cop, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> uh, inspired me to do that. So I got a degree in criminal justice in the last six months of my senior year, I interned with the U S marshals and, uh, and that's the route that I was heading. Um, but man, I, you know, uh, Jim, for some reason, I never had any peace about it. Um, and I had a job lined up. Um, my plan was to go federal, but, um, you have to have either four-year degree or four years experience to, to be accepted for any type of federal agency. And so I, I hadn't quite finished my degree yet. So, um, but I ended up getting a job with Jefferson County, uh, Sheriff's department. And so, uh, I was supposed to start, had a start date, but man, I just didn't have any peace about it. And, uh, it was weird because that's what I'd always wanted to do, but man, I was praying about it one night and, uh, and, uh, man, we, I went to a, uh, you know, I, I went to a church service, to be honest with you, and we just had, you know, just had some guy there singing. And uh, in, in my car, I was, uh, man, just praying. I was like, man, God, I've, I've always wanted to do this, but for some reason I don't have any peace about it, taking this job. I, you know, I didn't know. I was kind of confused. Didn't know why. So I said, well, Lord, if you have other plans for me, let me know. And, uh, man, we, you know, I go in there and just this little special service and kind of everybody's kind of gathered down front praying. Well, you know, may seem a little weird, but this guy was praying for me, man. He just kind of started speaking to my life. And, and, and the last thing that he said that I remember specifically was, Hey, God just wants you to know he's got other plans for you. And, you know, man, that may seem generic, but it was the exact words that I spoke an hour earlier in my car, man. But when he said that, I knew exactly, man, I decided a piece that man, Hey, don't worry about it. You know, decline the job. And man, I did, I got home that night and I just got married. And man, we're going to have insurance. You know, it was going to be set to go because at the time we didn't have any insurance. We had just got married. I was finishing college. And mm-hmm. uh, I told my wife, I said, hey, I'm not going to take that job. And uh, and she she falls on the floor, starts crying. <laughs> says, oh, what are we going to do about insurance? I was like, I don't know. But, um, man, I had a guy offer me uh, the very next day, the guy that I was working for part-time offered me to go full-time with him. And then, uh, man, just so happened to me. About six to six to nine months later, the fire department job came open. And I thought, well, hey, let me, uh, I don't even know what's on a fire truck besides water. And, uh, 
<laughs> I said, let me uh, let me just apply for this and see what happens. And sure enough, you know, three or four months later, I got a, a call and uh, got hired on. And I've uh, been doing that ever since. Wow. That's awesome. It, it's things just work out a certain way. It's it, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to see it unravel. Yeah, you know, it definitely, especially especially for ourselves because we don't know exactly where it's going to go or how it's going to play out. But it usually works out. Yeah, it definitely blew my mind. But yeah, it's been it's, it's worked out. And uh, man, I just got off this morning. You know, so I'll uh, come April. This coming April, it'll be uh, fourteen years. Wow. And what do you plan to do? Retire with them? <laughs> we'll we'll see <laughs> if something <laughs> if something better don't come along. I don't know, but I got uh, you know, with with our you know, you know, our our department stuff, we we generally can we we got to go twenty five years and then we can choose to go longer. So yeah. as of now, that's the plan. That's got to be cool cool for your kids. You know, bring your dad to work day or what do your parents do and. They get to say he's a firefighter and saves people. That's cool. Yeah, they they one one of my actually one of my oldest tells me he wants to be a firefighter. I said, son, please go do something that'll make more money. <laughs> I'm like, go do something else. I mean, it is it is rewarding. You know, I tell you what, the, the one thing that is great is my schedule. Uh, even though a lot of my friends don't have the same schedule as I do, because when I'm off, they're working. You know, we work 24 hours on and off for 48. So, uh, that is, oh, wow. that is a pretty nice little setup. Yeah, that is. Well, I mean, I guess it just, you know, that just speaks to what, you know, how your kids view you, especially your oldest, I guess that's probably the one who said it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's 12 and, uh, he's like, you know, I like, yeah. I'm going to be a firefighter. I was like, well, really, really think you're, about that. You're his hero, man. You know I mean? That, uh, I'm, will probably change unless it's like, you know, something he really, really wants to do. But then you probably know that he was meant to do it. Yeah. But um, yeah. that just that just shows, you know, how he how he looks at you. Yeah. My my youngest that you've had on him. My youngest son wants to uh he said he wants to be a uh professional baseball player. And I said, that is the ticket son. That makes more money. That <laughs> I said, we will do whatever it takes for you to to, to achieve that goal right there. <laughs> I said, just as well, just so you know that you'll take care of mom and dad when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you have a good relationship with your kids. And when I was um, looking on your Instagram before, it looks like you guys have a good time and some, you know, ki- kids like to flex up a little bit here and there and <laughs> show off the guns. Man, they, they, yeah, they will flex and wrestle. And my youngest takes a beating. Let me tell you, he's, uh, <laughs> You know, my oldest, there's uh, four years between. Them, yeah. Right? Yeah. My oldest is 12. My youngest is eight. And, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, his name's Charlie. And I tell him, so Charlie, you're, you're going to have to toughen up, son. <laughs> I mean, you can't sit there and just kind of <laughs> take it. You got to give it back too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they, they keep me busy for sure. Um, but yeah, he want my youngest wants to be a, a professional baseball player. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Do you guys play baseball a lot? Yeah, my young like you guys my, go out my and young throw the ball around and Yeah, my youngest does. He uh actually, you know, he's still he's still in um coach pitch. And um he uh this year mainly he really started taking a liking for it. And uh and he just he man, he has drastically improved from the be- beginning. Well, this this year was kind of fall ball. So it's uh, it's kind of more of a laid back season, but he he's drastically improved. Uh, from the beginning to the end, he um, 
he played on a little travel ball team at the end of the season for one tournament. And, uh, man, he ended up making some clutch plays out in center field and uh, had some great hits. And so, man, he that's all he talks about. Um, my oldest, he, he played a few years when he was younger and uh, even one year in kid pitch. But he, uh, he got to where he wanted to play basketball, and he has never played before. So that's what he's doing this year. He's uh, first year in basketball, seventh grade on the JV team. And uh, he's pretty good. Gr- he's pretty cool. gr- They're playing now. Yeah. With, I mean, with everything going yeah, on. Yeah. Well, they canceled a few games because some of the other teams had to, uh, had to cancel mm-hmm. due to some, some COVID cases and uh, didn't want to expose the other kids to it. So they're, they probably, probably aren't playing as many games, but kind of the one of the, one of the, well, I guess it's a good thing and bad thing. Their team that they're playing or the, the his team that he's on, he goes to a, uh, a little private school here in Hueytown. Um, out of, out of, you know, 18 players, there's uh, five years experience out of all of them combined. So only, only, and that's only between two kids. So only two kids have ever played before. Everybody else is brand new. So it's kind, of, so new. it's kind of a good yeah. thing they're not playing many games because they, uh, they they need some work. <laughs> yeah, they got to build up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, which is which is a good thing, man. They're they're young, they're green, and man, uh, you know they're eager to learn. You know, so um, hopefully they can, uh, you know, kind of work on, you know, work on get, get get a little more practice in. Yeah, how are your kids doing with uh, with the virus down there? How are they adapting to it and adjusting and all? Jim, I'll be honest, man. It's like they kind of like not even missing a beat, really. You know, they're they're, they're kids. Mm-hmm. They're they're not they're not they're not even worried about it. You know, they uh they'll they'll, they'll my youngest sometimes wants to wear a mask because he thinks it looks cool. Um, right. Know, get those yeah. little um, I guess neck sleeves that uh there everybody has. Man, he just the the, the gators. gators yeah. yeah, he'll he'll wear that just because it's it looks cool, but um. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I I got sick uh, back in October with it. Me and another guy from the fire department, both. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just one. It's just How'd one of those go? things, man. There's, I, I, I absolutely no telling where where we got it from. Um, I started kind of coming down with some flu flu like symptoms uh, the day I got off work, and uh, and so for two days I, I felt like I had the flu. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't extremely bad on, on a scale of one to ten. I, I'd probably say it was a, you know, a six or seven. Um, but I've had some, you know, some pretty bad body aches, and uh, I, I ran a fever one day. But I had the flu for about three days, and so because of that, I had to call in sick. And so, on top of that, myself and um, and about four other four of the five other guys that I worked with the previous day, we all had to get tested. And uh, and me and another guy that, that was on my crew had it but he only he had some sniffles that was really and, and some minor aches that was all he had but but i it was for me it was like the flu for about three days and then uh and then it went away and then i of course i lost my taste and smell and that lasted for about two weeks and then i got my taste back i yeah i heard about that taste going away that's kind of crazy that, that's probably the crappiest part of all of it because <laughs> i couldn't uh couldn't taste anything um really like nothing no, i mean uh, I, you know and what's bad like for about two weeks I, I ate nothing but junk food because i i could taste i could taste it if it was super sweet you know if it was just 
you know, sh- sugared up, I could somewhat taste that, you know, um, my wife had some donuts and so, uh, man, donuts are kind of a weakness of mine. And so we, uh, <laughs> um, and I, I generally try to eat pretty good, pretty clean, but when I was sick, man, I, it was just kind of no holds bars. I ate whatever I could, um, right. to see if I could taste it. Uh, and, uh, man, I, I was, I tasted, I could tell that it was sweet and man, that was just depressing. I couldn't even enjoy it. Now, just any donuts are your weakness or do they have to be like a certain, like, is there a place in Hueytown that's like, oh my God, you got to try their donuts. Cause like, I, I, I enjoy donuts too, but I never will ever go to like a Krispy Kreme or a Dunkin' Donuts. It's just not worth it. But when we had, we actually had a place around here that wound up closing down. But the first time I went to it was in um, Ocean City, Maryland. And I think it started down there, if I'm right. If I'm right. And it's called uh, Fractured Prune. And they have homemade donuts that they make fresh and actually made to order. It's all the same base, but then they do all the different toppings, and they are just so good. But, like, I won't go to, like, Dunkin' Donuts or anything like that, so I'm just curious, like, or you just, like, any donut will do, or well, you got a particular one that you love? My my, my go-to is just the original glazed Krispy Kreme donut. Um, Krispy Kreme, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, but right off the rack, you know, they gotta be hot and ready. A sign's got to be lit up in the window. <laughs> the red sign's got to be glowing. That's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Dunkin'. You could be 15 minutes late to somewhere, and that sign's up there. Oh man, that's 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 100 true right there. I'm uh, I'm not a cakey donut guy. Like Dunkin', I'm not a fan of Dunkin'. I don't. You, you could throw those in the trash, in my opinion. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, Krispy Kreme, and um, every now and then I might go crazy and do some type of specialty donut. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just hot, hot and ready. That's a ticket for me, man. I, I struggle. Nice. I, I'm, I get on the struggle bus sometimes. And if I can't eat, if I, struggle if bus. I can't eat six or seven at a time, I, it's like, I don't even want to waste my time with it. Six or seven. Whoa. I mean, you, you're, you're burning off enough calories and sweating it out like crazy, uh, you know, during your job. So I don't, I don't think it's an issue for you. <laughs> oh, man, this, it, that's like all dude, out. Dude, I, I, uh. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a weakness for sure. That's cool. That's cool. Any other weaknesses? Anything else that's got oh, man. you? You know, I, as far as food wise, not not a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm a. Huh? You know, my wife. She is a super sweet eater. She she she's it's like she's got to have sweets. Me, man, I'm I'm happy with um, you know chicken and a potato. You know, I, uh, that's just okay. kind of, that's just kind of my, my mindset is, man, I just, I just like, you know, good, good, clean food. Mm-hmm. I do, I do too. I mean, I, I love potatoes and chicken and steak and all that salmon, you know, we eat it all in, in this house and, um, uh, my brother-in-law hunts. And so we'll get some venison and we'll get some elk because, you know, his dad will, his dad will get some elk when he goes out. West and yeah, um, yeah, I'll do that. I got some some of my other friends hunt, so they'll, they'll, they'll share. Yeah. yeah, that's actually something I want to get into. Honestly, um, I've never hunted. I grew up in Philly. Nothing, you know, never, never done it. Never knew anybody growing up that really did it. So I was never exposed to it around it. And um, I don't know. It's just like the last year. Uh, it's just been like wow, it's something I don't know how to do, and I think I want to 
Man, right. it's it's fun. So. I just got back. I used to hunt with my uncle, um, and my and my dad uh, back when I was younger, up till maybe early mid teenage years, and then I just kind of got out of it, and uh, you know didn't hunt at all. Uh, probably uh, later in college, and as I got hired on the fire department, but the past four years or so, I picked it back up. So I've been I've been back hunting now for about four years, and man, it's just man, there's just something peaceful. Rifle or bow? I do more bow hunting. Um, that's what now, I want to try. Now later yeah, on, later on in the season, you know, if I don't have any meat, I will, I will go somewhere where I can rifle hunt, you know, just so, uh, you have, you have a little more opportunity, uh, to get something with a rifle, but, but I like bow hunting, man. There's, there's just something, uh, there's just something about it. You know, you, you gotta look, you gotta be a little more stealthier and, uh, it's, it's a little more difficult bow hunting and, uh, more mm-hmm. of a challenge. And I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and plus, I think it's <clears throat> it, it pays a little homage to, to people that had to do that exactly. all the time. Like, yeah. we, don't, we don't have to hunt today, right? We can just go to the grocery store and get whatever we want. But for the people that didn't have that luxury that we have today, and they had to go out and do that and get up close and personal because they didn't have guns, you know, when we're going way back. It's like, that's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's, it's I mean, it's it's hard because I feel like that's in our blood to a certain it degree. It is, it is. There's something manly, <laughs> you know. It's kind of you kind of you can kind of <laughs> you know connect back with those guys back then that were that had to go out there and get their food for you know for their life. And so, I tell you what, it's uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I can only imagine how you know how them guys did it with a spear. My goodness, yeah. right? And like and and fishing <laughs> with a spear and jumping into the water and. You know, me and my son, we like watching Bear grills sometimes, and uh, you know, he'll just just dive in the water with a spear when he sees one, and he got it. He got it a couple of times. I'm like, damn, that's pretty. That's pretty that, bad. That is. That is. It, there's just there's there's just something about um, going out and getting your own meat, you know, and and, and coming mm-hmm. in and man and and uh, and having that and and knowing that you're kind of you're kind of providing for your family that way. I'll be honest, I would much rather eat venison. Uh, you know, that, that, that either I killed or, 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 you know, one of my buddies got than, than having to go buy meat from a store. You know, I just, yeah, you just, well, we buy organic meat anyway. We buy, if it's beef, we're buying grass fed organic. If it's chicken, we're buying, you know, free range or pasture raised chicken, you know, it's all organic. Yeah, we, so, but still like, like you said, doing it yourself. I mean, you, you know, you know, you know where it's coming from. You know, if we if we do beef, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to. I got a friend of mine that I, I work for the fire department with, and he um, uh, he had that's what he does. He's got a bunch of cattle, and so if I get a uh, if we want some some, you know, Tomahawks. some meat, you know, we'll just we'll just go <laughs> in with somebody and get one of those. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I try to get a tomahawk off of him. That would be awesome. Huh? You know what those are? The tomahawk steaks? I have steaks? no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never, I've never had one before. Never had a tomahawk steak. Um, it's if if you've ever gone to the grocery store, it's the one that has the real. It's it's a ribeye basically, but it has the real long rib, almost looks like a handle. Oh well, yeah, I've I've and it's a really thick, thick cut. Yeah, I've seen those. That's that's a tomahawk. They call it a tomahawk steak because of like because of the handle and it kind of you know looks yeah, like a tomahawk. I've seen one, never had um, one before. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but, so good. you know, if you... <laughs> you got to go. They're expensive. I oh, mean, well, I mean, I can expensive. imagine. I'm sure you, you could request that with the uh, with the processor, whoever, uh, whoever you use. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's a very popular it's a popular cut if they can um if they can Well do now it, now so. you got me interested. Now I'm going to have to get one. Now you got to post it on now you got to post it on yeah. Instagram <laughs> of you holding it and biting into it. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's it is it's your handle. You just hold onto the bone and just gnaw away. Definitely. Definitely. That's that's my next that's my next <laughs> post right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um but uh but back to your uh, eating, you know, you were saying that you eat pretty clean and, you know, you're, you're pretty content with chicken and potatoes. What, what's a, what's a daily routine look like for you, for your, for your eating um, and your training? Now, now, you know, unless I'm on some type of strict little program, like I'm trying to get ready for something, you know, I got Ninja Warrior coming up um, and I want to try to lean out, you know, try to lose as, as much as I can before I go compete or, or if it's just a simple little, program me and my wife are doing together you know just something for a little challenge for both of us i, I just kind of generally mm-hmm. eat clean all year long now now when i say generally man I, I will splurge from time to time um but on a typical day man just everyday eating i'll always uh get up in the morning and have um six to eight egg whites um every now and, you know i may throw one or two whole eggs in there and have some oatmeal or cream of wheat um, throw a banana in that. And, uh, I usually have some either, I either have some chicken already cooked or, uh, and some, uh, I like Jasmine rice. That's my, that's my go-to rice right there. Some Jasmine rice and, um, or, or I have some potatoes ready to go, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll eat that in the morning and, uh, I usually work out sometime after that. And then I'll have me a shake, maybe some rice cakes. And then uh, an hour or two later, I'll have me a meal, either some chicken or beef or some venison and some rice, or potatoes. <clears throat> and um, I, I, I try to eat about every two to three hours. Uh, I try to get something in because, yeah, okay. you know, I try to get a certain amount, a certain amount of grams of protein a day. And um, just because I try not to, I, I kind of keep track with what, what I eat kind of a little bit with far as protein carbs and fats and i try to keep my fats kind of low carbs medium you know and it depends on what i it depends on what i'm mm-hmm. trying to do if i'm trying to maintain lean or trying to just kind of fill up my muscles a little bit i may jump my carbs up but my protein stays about the same mm-hmm. and where'd you learn all this did you just kind of like trial well and error about did, i mean you said you had a background in criminal criminal justice well, and so but obviously you look like somebody who knows what well, they're doing. Well, about, so. uh, back in 2010 and 2012, I, um, I did two, I did three bodybuilding shows. And, um, oh. and so honestly, when I got hired on at the fire department and I, actually until I decided to do a, a bodybuilding show in 2010, I mean, I did I had no idea how to cook. I had, I had zero cooking experience. And, uh, but because of, uh, you know, eating regimen, you know, being, you kind of people generally start dieting about 12 weeks out from a show. Um, I had to learn how to cook, you know, pretty, pretty quick. And so, uh, at first I'd buy these frozen turkey burgers and man, you know, and I would just cook them in the oven. And, uh, honestly, that's about all I ate every day, every two, two and a half hours. And Jim, I can't tell you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one, you talk about weaknesses, you know, donuts, but another weakness of mine is time management sometimes. 
I am sometimes I, I will I will hmm. forget that I got food in the oven and I'll burn anything. So I can't tell you. <laughs> you gotta start setting I, I, some well, timers. I do now I do now. I've got pretty much my chicken and my turkey burgers that I cook on the grill. I pretty much got that down to a science. Uh, man, you know, six and a half minutes on, flip it six and a half minutes, and take it off. And that's 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 me. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. back when I started learning how to cook, I I uh, I can't tell you how many charcoal type turkey burgers i ate um just because i I over i would overcook them but um yeah so i kind of started learning how to eat probably 10 years ago really um and as as the years kind of progressed i learned more about macros and protein carbs and fat and how to manipulate those three and uh to, to achieve whatever goal you have and so and then of course over the years you just kind of get used to it so i i I generally eat the same stuff every day. Yeah. And then if I'm, you know, I've, sometimes they don't, I don't have any food ready. And so sometimes you just kind of do what you got to do. I'll, uh, I'll get some, some baked chicken wings from Publix or, uh, if I got to go somewhere, cause my kids, I wish I could get them to eat the stuff that I ate, but they're kids, you know, I got to feed them what, what they'll eat, you know? Um, so they'll eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's. They, they would eat that every single meal. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it, they, they would eat it if I let them, but I try generally for dinner yeah, yeah. is, is a time when they will, we'll sit down and wait together, you know, me and my wife, two boys, and we'll, they'll, they'll eat what we cooked in. But, uh, mm-hmm. we, we try, we try to do that, you know, a couple of times a week, but with schedules nowadays, that's kind of difficult. Yeah. My son's never been to McDonald's. Man, my hat is all <laughs> to you. He's never been to McDonald's. He's never been to McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, any of them. I mean, he's had Chick-fil-A because we've had like nuggets. Like if we had like a party or something and we got like a party tray or he went somewhere and they had it. But otherwise, he we never go there. Well, my wife, I love her, but she <laughs> – Way to start off the, whatever you're about to say. <laughs> she, she's, she's, I, you know, I, the way I eat and the way she eats is, is totally different. She, she will give in and, uh, and let, let them boys, man, she'll, that, that's the first thing off the top of her head, you know, to, she'll go get them something real quick. And, uh, but if they're with me, it's like, Hey, don't grab that. Don't grab that cookie tree, that snack from the closet. Let's wait. You're about to eat. But, if they, you know, mm-hmm. she'll she'll give in and uh and and let them eat a lot more than what I, what I let them eat. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a uh, it's, it's a slippery slope downfall. They they started eating and they ate great when they were babies. They fed them, we fed them whatever. But all of a sudden, it's like something f- switch flipped or something. I don't know. When they got older, man. They didn't. All the food they see when they were babies. My goodness, man! I can't get it down their throat now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it is tough. I mean, we just we just try to encourage our son to want to try new foods, combine different flavors, because it can be really fun. It can, you know can be very uh, exploratory, because you know you do you combine different flavors and you just create a whole new flavor. So we just try to get them to understand that and try to get them to be a little brave and say, hey, look, you just got to at least try it. And he's doing he's doing pretty good now. I mean, he's eight, and we've been cooking. I, I cook every day 
So I, I love it. It's one of the passions of mine to cook. And, um, you know, he's, he's doing good with it. He eats salmon. He eats shrimp. He doesn't like scallops. I think that's a texture yeah. thing. No, my, my... Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't overcook them either. Like they're not rubbery. Like they're <laughs> textbook, perfect scallop. Not to, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I've been cooking them for a lot of years and I did, I did screw them up a bunch of times, but I, I learned how to do it, you know, yeah. pretty good you now. You definitely and, um, overcook scallops. Chick... I've done that many of times. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be rubbery and that's definitely a texture thing. I don't even yeah. like them when they're like that. My, my youngest will try but... just about anything and he's a good, he's a good eater. Uh, my oldest, uh, he, man, he's, he has a texture thing too. And, and it's really, really hard to get him to, to try anything. Um, my, you know, and that, that, that to me, that drives me crazy because me and my oldest, man, we, we, we're, it's like we're night and day. Our personalities, we, we're, we're a lot alike in some ways as far as uh, being competitive. But, man, I don't know if any, any other guys out there have trouble as far as coaching their own kids. Man, you talking about button heads? We uh, we we will butt heads. One one time, whenever he was younger, we were I was trying to teach him something in baseball. He was like, "Dad, I know, I know, Dad, I know." I'm like, "Son, no, you don't." <laughs> well, so I think I might have been, I think I might have been teaching <laughs> how to how to how to stand right, how to you know hold his bat. He was like, "I know, Dad." I'm like, "Son, who do you think know more knows more about baseball, me me or you?" <sighs> Me, right. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness, son! I'm gonna throw this ball, hit you in the head with it." <laughs> but now, has it always been like that? I mean, he's 12 now, but has it always been like that, or is now it's starting to now it's starting to creep in as he's getting the be, man? To be you know, and 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 I, and I will say, I, sometimes I struggle, you know, because I because I want I want the best for him, you know, and I want I want him to, you know, I try to I try to instilling my kids that hey look man look whatever whatever you do man just do it the best you can you know and and give it everything you got whether it's in practice you know because you're gonna you're gonna play the way you practice you know we've all heard that from our coaches growing up and uh you know so you're trying to show that to the kids Mm -hmm. hey man even in practice man give it everything you got um because that's the only way you're going to get better and so man I, i i try and sometimes I guess as a, you know as as a dad you you want them to try hard and so man I coaching him is is he 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 takes it a lot different than my youngest does and him and my youngest son they're they're man they're night and day differences you know as far as like as far as how they handle things and uh, and that's that's generally when we'll we'll butt heads because me pushing him it, it completely puts him in a different mindset and i'm like ah i need to back off you know i need to back off and not be so hard on him but Mm -hmm. he he takes coaching a lot better from somebody else and man that kind of hurts as a dad you know that kind of hurts because you know you want to be the one to coach a kid and and uh, and teach him but uh but luckily uh the same guy that is coaching him in basketball right now is actually the same same guy Mm -hmm. because i you know, my, my fifth grade through 10th grade, that's where I went to school. And, uh, he was, he was the coach then too. And so, um, it, you know, so I, luckily I, I know him and I, I got that relationship with him that I can kind of keep tabs on him. And, uh, and he tells me that, Hey, you know, Henry, he's a very coachable kid. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Well, he's not, he's not for me, but, <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad that he's got that personality with, with somebody that he's, you know, I, 
I, I teach them, hey, look, you know, respect, you know, have, have respect when you're out there, listen to your coach. And I uh, hope all these years, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that's kind of set in, that uh, that's the kind of attitude he has when he's away from me. So, uh, so it did pay off. And uh, I may not be able to be the one coaching him, but uh, I'm glad he's getting some, some good coaching and he's able to be coached uh, and has a good attitude about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's an important lesson for a lot of people is like, you're right. You know, you want to be the one to help coach them or teach them, but we gotta, we, I guess we gotta come to terms with the fact that we're not going to be our kids yeah. only teachers in life. Yeah. I mean, you... and the only person that can be inspiring and all that. So that's, yeah, you and you, yeah. you you want to be, you check but the ego that there. is kind of a pride thing, and you kind of have to swallow that. I did some. Um, now, you know, my youngest is still he's still kind of growing, and uh, you know, he's only eight, so we'll kind of see, we'll see how this plays out. But um, but like I said, my my youngest and my oldest, man, they're they're night and day, and so uh, one of them, you know, I may be able to coach my youngest. We'll see. As of now, I can. He'll he'll listen yeah. to me now, but uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Cool, very cool. So what's um what's going to be what's going to be the next uh, move with an American Ninja Warrior? I know they're I know they canceled this one, and wh- what are you planning on doing in the future? Uh, Just kind of waiting, I guess. Yeah, right? it's well, guessing game man, at this point. My good, you know, twenty twenty. It's not even over yet, and it's uh, it's still just as crazy as it was a few <laughs> months back. And um, so yeah, the, I talked to some of the producers a few months ago, and they say, yeah, you know, we can only have 150. They did they did film a few months later, back in I think July. They they got instead of having 500 people, everybody that they called to invite to come on the show, they can only bring on 150. And uh, and I wasn't a part of that. But they filmed the whole season in, in, in a two-week span, I think, out in uh, Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. But there was an indoor. They couldn't have any friends or family there. And uh, they filmed the, the entire season. So what just finished airing on TV just, uh, I think, a week or two ago, uh, they filmed that back in July uh, in two weeks. And so they told me, hey, look, you know, sorry. You know, we couldn't get everybody together. And um, – you know, we'll keep that in mind for next year. But uh, every year, you know, if I want to compete, I still have to submit an, applica- an application and a submission video. Um, even though they, they know you, you know, you've done it for, you know, four, five, six years. You know, you still got to make a video and send it in. So, and normally it's the videos due, you know, by January 1. Uh, so because everything got kind of pushed back several months, Man, I don't even know when the deadline is, and I'll be honest, I haven't even thought about making my submission video. And um, so, uh, man, we'll see if it even works out next year. Who knows what they're going to do? They may have to. Who knows? I mean, it's we we really don't know. No, no, it's a, it's so so much uncertainty, just all up in the air, and I don't know. <clears throat> what do oh, you think man. of it all? Without getting without getting too political, man. I, you course, know, you know. It, I, man, I have, I, I did, I did have you it. Had it. Cause you had it and you don't, you don't know where you got it. I mean, obviously we, we, we've known people that have had it. We've known someone that's died from it. Um, you know, it was one of, one of my cousin's in-laws passed away from it. Um, you know, she was older and, um, 
So, like, I know it's a real thing, but I just feel like there's so Man, much I, yeah. uncertainty around it and fear-driven that's, issues that's what right I think now. Too. It's just like, I, I think that there has been a lot of fear pushed, you know, just from all, you know, from the numbers that are up. And, man, I, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I do. I, it is a real virus. I, I, you know, my goodness, I had it, you know. You know, it affected me different than it, it's very unfortunate that I do know some people that have, uh, you know, passed away uh, that that was that had been mm-hmm. diagnosed with it. And then uh, um, and, and one guy was a firefighter, I think, in another state that uh, that got it. I and mean, he was kind of a young guy in his 30s. And, yeah, he had to put on a, a ventilator and, and everything. Um, but. I, you know, I don't know. I think honestly, my, my personal opinion is that, man, everybody just I think needs to use common sense, really. You know, just like if you, if you got the flu, stay at home. You know, if you're sick, you know, stay home. If, if not, uh, you know, I don't think that it's kind of it's not it's not not a good thing to be stuck in your house all day. Um, I, I think I think common sense kind of comes into play with 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 it all, really. You know, if you, if you got symptoms, don't spread mm-hmm. them. Um, you know, if you, if you don't, then, you know, continue living your life and do do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's definitely not good to stay in your house all day. Yeah. Like, all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a homebody too. I don't mind being at home. I haven't had cabin fever at all throughout this whole thing. We've adapted just fine. It hasn't even really felt too, too much, um, change instead of not being able to see certain people here and there or as much uh like family and stuff like that but um yeah i don't know i can't wait for it to yeah. be over yeah, let's put it that way but i'm just being patient just being patient there's nothing yeah. else i could do um well i mean you know who knows yeah. how it's going to be i mean it's, it's going to be pretty interesting uh to see how these uh you know especially this whole election thing kind of plays out these next few weeks or days, who knows? It could be over the next day, couple of days, but it don't don't look like it's going to be. Um, I'm just kind of scared, man. I really hate to see another shutdown. Um, I really hate to see that. My wife, um, she has a salon, and uh, her and a friend yeah. of hers, they they own it together. And man, they you know they were they were shut down for weeks, and man, they still had to pay bills, you know, and. Uh, Thankfully, you know, right. they did one fundraiser and that supplied uh, what they needed to pay their month's bills that month. And, uh, you know, it's tough, man. You know, doing, doing a shutdown like that, it's tough on a lot of small business owners. And uh, some some of them are unfortunate and weren't able to yeah. make it. I know. We've, we've experienced that around here, too. And you're right. It is unfortunate because that's like, you know, you're messing with people's livelihoods. And if there's a... If there's a, an ulterior motive with all of this, it's ruining a lot of lives and livelihoods. And, uh, you, you know, you hope that that's not the case. You try to be uh, as positive and least cynical as you can. But then you hear certain things and you're like, yeah, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past certain agencies or certain branches. And, uh, yeah, you know, with other things that we know. It is. So, it is and it's, I don't and know. It's, it's, it's and tough. And you hear polar opposite views from each side. You know, and so it's honestly like, mm-hmm. man, you know, us, us here living everyday normal life, middle class Americans. How are we, how do we really know? You know, you know, how, you know, it's, it's right. Who, who, who knows? So it's, it's just kind of you wait and see how it plays out. 
Yeah. All right, man. Well, I know we're coming up to, uh, I know we're coming up to our time here, but I can't let you go without asking, um, the final 10 questions as I ask every guest on every episode. And those questions are inspired by James Lipton. So man, you ready for the final questions? Hopefully I am. (laughs) All right. You can keep them short and sweet. Who is your hero? Oh man, man, I I would, man, I'm with my beliefs being a, uh, been a, been a Christian man. And, uh, I would say my number one hero would be, you know, my savior, Jesus Christ. And, uh, that's, that's who I look up to as far as having the ultimate standard of, of how to live, how to be a, uh, a man, uh, being humble, uh, being man, loving my neighbor and, uh, man, trying to, trying to put others before myself. And so, uh, I would say number one would be, would be him. Amen. What excites you? A challenge. Any any type of challenge out there, and uh, man, I'm I'm a kid at heart, and if if you tell me that I can't do it, I'm gonna say, man, I'm gonna sure try. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, man. So 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 anything like that, you know. I guess that's why I like American Ninja Warrior because it's man, it's a challenge. You know, you go out there and really get to kind of you get one shot to go out there and see what you can do. Mm-hmm. Nice. What turns you oh, off? Negative attitudes. Uh, prideful. Yeah. Uh, negative attitudes, man. I uh, and and unfortunately, you kind of come across those uh, in in that sport. Not all the time, but you do some. And uh, man, kind of kind of come across someone who kind of thinks they're better than everybody else and have a little little prideful attitude. Man, that's 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 a turn off for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. What is your favorite sound? Man, my favorite sound. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, my favorite sound would probably be the hear, hearing my hearing my two boys laugh and play together. Uh, me and my wife will be sitting in the mm-hmm. living room or in the in the dining room or anywhere, and uh, man, if we just if we hear them in there cutting up and laughing. And having a good time and getting along and playing together, whether how loud they're getting or not, we just sit there and smile and just kind of you know laugh too, just cause that's that's a, that's a, a joyful moment. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, what is your least favorite? Hearing talent? the tone go off at work. <laughs> being being at the fire okay. station and. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you lay down, maybe to try to get a little sleep, hearing that hearing that tone go off, that's a very depressing sound. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, what is your favorite quote or saying? Oh, um, well, right off the top of my head, my favorite quote would uh, be from a guy. I mean, I hope I don't mess this up. Uh, let me think about it for a second. But from it's from an old preacher back in the eight, late 1800s, a guy named Charles Spurgeon. He said, uh, God never fails to, uh, to, to honor his promises, and when you take them to his throne, he never sends them back unanswered. Nice. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's one of my favorite quotes right there. That's awesome. That is a good one. 
in a few words, what should a dad be? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a pretty important answer right there. Let me, let me make sure I, I get it right. <laughs> or say or say what I mean. <laughs> uh, what should a dad be? Mm-hmm. In a few words, what should a dad be? Man, I'd say a loving husband and a caring father. Nice. And in a few words, what should a dad not be? Hmm. What should a dad not be? Too harsh. Too harsh in his discipline. Mm-hmm. If you Boxing. could try any other profession, what would it be? Well, nice. that was quick. That's that's on my next <laughs> challenge. I uh, that's what I, I've I've always wanted to kind of get into, and I and I have a little bit, uh, just a spurts here and there, um, but I haven't. My 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 one of my goals is I want to have at least one match, you know, train for one match, and uh, that's that's a goal of mine. And uh, I, I'm I'm almost forty, so uh, I'm I'm getting started a little too late. But that's just a that's a goal I got. So I've always had a passion for it. Nice. And finally, what would you like to be remembered for? Um, I'd like to be remembered as, as, um, someone who is just a real authentic person. Uh, someone remembers me. I I would like to leave uh, a legacy of, uh, someone with integrity, uh, good character and, uh, of being a, a man of my word. Awesome. Awesome, man. Eddie, tell everybody where they can find out a little bit about more about you, um, follow you on social media and, um, you know, if um, they want to reach out, man, you could, you could follow me on Instagram. Uh, my name is, uh, or my tag is Eddie Stewart three. Um, that's Eddie with a Y. Uh, they could search me up on Facebook and, uh, there was, um, a magazine company, American Christian family, or, or I'm pretty sure that was it. Jim, I may have to maybe message you that or something to get the specifics on that, but they did a, uh, an interview with me and, uh, man, my, I shared, you know, my yeah. pretty much whole testimony and just kind of everything really about my life on that and kind of a, a little, even a tough spot that happened with my marriage about eight years ago that, uh, man, you know, God kind of did a work in that man and brought some healing and, and, uh, and how all that played out. But, um, yeah, I, I think, um, I, I'll put a, uh, a link on my Instagram bio with it on there. And so, uh, yeah, those three things really are, are, are the only thing that I have. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can send me the link directly too. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put your handle, uh, for any of the social media stuff in the show notes, so people could just click on it. But yeah, you know, I yeah, would just I'll like to uh, have it come from you. But it'll it'll all be linked up. Okay, cool. Well, Eddie, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you making the time. I really enjoyed our conversation, and uh, 
I wish you the best. Yeah, man, I, I really hope that uh, I really that hope that's something out. that I can, uh, you know, spend a little time doing. I'm sure you hey, will. Hey, Jim, thanks a lot. All right, man. Have a great day. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad.